This is an AMI podcast. Oh, hello. Welcome to another episode of Double Tap and a brand new week for that as well. It is Monday, the 16th of January, 2023. Sean's here. I'm here. And you know what? Today, we're going to talk about a lot of things, including cool apps. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, apps, so we're going to rename the show Double App today. See what, <laughs> see what I did there? That's very clever. we we got to be careful of this personal chat before we start recording, because a, a little bit of it slipped through there, Stephen. Do you think so? Yes. No, I was Our excited. Our impressions that we always do to each other. I, excuse me, I, I think the bird impressions yes. are important. Oh, of course. They're they're part of our um, interactions, Stephen Scott. I love it. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about. You know, it's, it's part of... Exactly. It's our bird calls. It's how we find each other. That is that is our blind version of Marco Polo. Ah, fantastic. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, actually. Brand new week. I'm feeling good. I've, do you know, there's so much going on. Yes. I'm so glad Mr. F allowed us to do this every day. Oh. Uh, uh, sorry, God bless you, Mr. F. I was, oh, I was like, you, I, I oh, opened I the floor forgot. to you for that. I know. Yes, thank you. <gasps> Shocking. And all the things he said nice about you as well. Oh, he's a um, lovely fella. Yeah, but there's so many apps to talk about because, uh, so mm, here's the mm, thing, mm, right? Mm, uh, we found a new, and I wasn't going to mention it today, but you know what? I'm going to mention it anyway. I know I said two minutes ago I wasn't going to mention <laughs> yeah, it. I, but I, Literally two minutes ago. Don't, <laughs> let's not talk about it. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to do a demo, but to be honest, there's not a lot to really demo. Uh, it's uh, an Apple Watch app, which I found by accident. I was mentioning last week that with the Apple Watch, I've been trying to find different apps that kind of make the thing seem useful. Yes, that's not anything to do with fitness or health. Yes, <laughs> Exactly, because that's all you ever get. And I'm like, okay, so what is out there? And I was kind of going through different things, and I did find one for Twitter called Chirp, which I found quite useful. That's pretty good because you can read. You can, with the pro version, if you pay, it's not a lot of money. I think it's like $5 a year or something. It's nothing. Bargain. Um, you, can, uh, then, you can then reply to, you can send messages via the watch as well, you know, using dictation. I'm a little bit wary of that, to be honest, but because mm-hmm. I'd like to check my messages before they go out, because sometimes I've seen, you know, clearly you can tell the blind people out there who are just using dictation all the time. It often I, I shows up. It, you let it go, though, don't you? Do you know, it between friends, it yes. It doesn't matter. But not not publicly. I kind of, no, oh. I don't like that. Yeah, I play I the like blind that. card. I'm blind, it's fine. Nah, that's not, that's not an excuse. <laughs> They don't expect much. Um, But no, so I I got the Chirp app, and while I was there, it said more apps by this developer, and I thought, okay, what else is is in there? And there's a lot of different things, but one I spotted was, I've forgotten the name of it again. uh, Watch Chat. Chat, that's it. Watch Chat for WhatsApp. (gasps) Oh, wow, this is, uh, I mean, it's astounding that... I did tell you about this, literally. I, he said this to me earlier, and I, I ago, don't believe a word ago. of it. Prove it to me, because I don't believe okay. you said that. I did, I did it. I, I was so excited. But okay, now but you've then, caught up. Well done. You say that, but then every single time we talk about WhatsApp on the watch, we always say, oh, well, of course, you know, it's terrible because WhatsApp doesn't have an app anymore, and you get the notifications, but you can't respond to them. You can't listen to the audio messages. It's terrible. Okay, so I may have forgotten about it myself. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but at the time, I remember thinking, this is amazing. Yes, and pretty accessible. Pretty accessible. The voice record button, or the, the voice for the voice messages, is not accessible. It's just button. But it is the only button that says button. So if you find it, that's what it is. So there's that. The button button. Yep. The button button. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. It's, it's, I mean, it's decent enough. I think that clearly there's a little thing, a few things that could be done. For example, the container elements when you navigate between different messages don't seem to exist. So what happens is, say you get a message from Sean Priest, instead of saying Sean Priest, like you would in Outlook or in Messages or whatever else, you would get the, the name and then the, the subject line, if you like, of the message. You don't get that with this. You get, for example, Sean Priest, and then you have to swipe again and it will start reading a message and then you swipe again, and it'll tell you another name and another message. It's not it's not putting it into containers, so you can just easily navigate through them. Um, but you oh. can still figure out, if you get to the name, you can double tap on it, and you're into the messages, and you can read them all, so it's fine. Um, it's fine. Navigation is a little bit more clunky than it yeah. needs to be. But I'm going to get in touch with a guy. I don't know, girl, it could be, I don't know. Whoever's running yes, this thing, I'm going right. to get in touch and say, hey, here's my findings. 
you know, it'd be good if you could maybe update this a little bit because just getting the record button to be accessible would be cool. Um, it's, it is accessible, it's just not labelled. Exactly, that's right. Yes. It works. Uh, yeah. And I, I did manage to send you a message, although I sent you a message last night saying, mm. Ooh, I found this amazing app and I'm so excited. And I've got WhatsApp on my watch at last. And then I deleted it this morning because I thought, I don't I want to call you and I want to hear your reaction live. And my reaction was, yeah, I told I know. you about that months ago. I already yeah. told you about that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's cool. It, it, you it burst bring... my ball. It was uh, not no. nice. Ooh, wow, well done. My um, football. How dare you? <laughs> Family show. I'm kind of confused why WhatsApp... Sorry, hang on. A... Just, just stop there. You're kind of confused. Yes. That's okay. I get it. No, no. There's more to it. All hang right. on. I'm kind of confused why there is no official WhatsApp app. Why, why, why wouldn't Meta... Put it on the Apple Watch. Let's not forget, the Apple Watch is the, the best-selling smartwatch on the market. I still so, I don't get it. I, I think a lot of it is to do with, at the moment especially, development. But, you know, we've seen apps go away from the Apple Watch in the last couple of months, and I don't really, I don't think there's a huge amount of development going on for that platform. Yeah, but why which not? I don't I mean, get it. Makes, it makes total sense. It's got a fantastic microphone and speaker system on the Apple Watch. Sounds great. Yeah. But why would they not utilize that? But hey, I, I, hey I, 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 don't, I don't know. I just don't know, Stephen. I just don't know. So there's that. Um, something else I'm going to talk about, which I'm very excited about, uh, in the couple, in the next couple of weeks, you'll hear me uh, demo this, maybe even this week, I don't know. I've, I've got the Vision demo to do, I promised I'd do that. You promised you'd do the RX Vision ARX, demo. RX, yes, I will do. You've got that on your, your case to get done as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but one thing I'm also going to talk about is a project called Open Audible. Uh, you might want to check this out if you've uh, wanted to get your audiobooks from Audible onto another device that is not, say, on an iPhone. Um, it used to be quite challenging to do, or at least be quite, I guess it was quite easy to do in some cases, because on the PC anyway, there was the Audible Manager, PC Manager, I think it was called. Oh, that was a nightmare, but okay. It was doable. It was certainly doable. You could get the books down and you, you had to, I think you had to authenticate it with, you know, ah, the device yeah. and all that stuff. Uh-huh. But it's now there's this new project called Open Audible. The website to get to this is openaudible.org. Hang on, can I stop you right there? Is yes. this all above board, Stephen Scott? That says it is. Yeah, it says you cross platform oh, well. cross platform audiobook manager for Audible users. Manage all your audiobooks with our easy to use desktop application. Now, bear in mind you've got to buy the books before you can even think about downloading them. So it's buy not the like what? You, Sorry, you've got to buy the books. The books. Okay. Yep. Sorry, did I say that in English again? Too well for you. Is that the problem? <laughs> Am I speaking too clearly for you? Yes, sorry. Carry on. Uh, so you get it in various versions. Windows, Mac, Intel version. Boo! Mac, M1, hooray! And Linux. Why? Um, so yeah, you've got all those oh. options. Um, and it's, it is, a. I think on the PC, it's probably going to be the, the most accessible. Usually these things are. Um, but wow. we shall see. That's well, they are. Old statement. Okay. Well, what, Mac know. is terrible. Is that what you're saying now? No. I'm just okay. saying that it's more likely off the bat it will be accessible. I'm done. I mean, it'll be accessible on the other one. I haven't tried on the other one. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So this anyway, is. The point is, if you want to no. get your books from Audible. I'm, sorry. What? You can get it from here. Right. Perfect. But you can get how, the books downloaded from here, I should say. How would you do it otherwise? I mean, I can't remember the last time I listened to an audiobook on the PC. I do remember using uh, the Audible Manager in yeah. the past and just giving up. With it's it. more for people who want to do... So, for example, I wanted to put my audiobooks onto my Victor Reader. So if you want to do that, you have to get the files. You have to get the audiobook files. You can't just download... You know, There's no Audible app on the Victor Reader. So you would have to get the files, and this is one way of doing it. It used to be the Audible PC Manager. I don't think there was a Mac equivalent. Yes, but so you do that, and then you can transfer it over to your Victor Reader. Yes, but how's that still? I mean, verified. As in, you know, you need to authenticate them, right? So once you do that, you can just copy it over as an MP3 file, or is it still an AAX file? What is it, it says some supports conversion to M4B, MP3, and M4A audio Ooh, formats. Hang on, what? And you're saying this is all above board. So it's well, taking the copyrighted audio uh, Audible <laughs> book, which is in its yeah, own you've proprietary got to buy it. format. It's not, you can't just yeah, steal yeah, yeah. the book. No, I get that. But then this program, from what I can make out, if it's converting it to MP3, does it strip away the um, authentic the copyright, the DRM? Well, this Sounds is what, like it does. This is what used to happen before. You had to authenticate the Victor Reader. And there was a way to do that with human, where you could authenticate it with Audible. 
Uh, and that was the only way to do it. This seems to... I, I don't imagine it's stripping oh. away the DRM. I don't know. Sounds like it. But okay. I, I have seen a few blind people excited about it because obviously it means you can get your audiobooks. Whatever you choose to do, it's up to you. Openaudible.org. Enjoy yourselves. Um, don't complain to me. I'm going to check that out. Sounds good. Okay. Well that done, you. quite interesting. Uh, so, yeah, we've got that. Uh, coming up today as well, uh, we're going to hear from uh, Thomas Domville, of course, and Nonny Mouse himself. Again? I know. Oh. Wow, we've reeled him in. Thank you, Thomas. Reeled him in. We said, hey, come on, you got to do this because, uh, you know, especially this particular one, talking of books, uh, there was a new book uh, app that has come out for iOS, the Bookshare Reader. And Thomas is going to do a a bit of a demo for that. I'm going to warn you, it's not been getting great reviews. (gasps) Why? Well, believe it or not, even though it's the Bookshare app, it's not particularly accessible, apparently. Well, I do remember the Overdrive app, which I'm going to choose my words carefully. It was absolutely a train wreck. It was absolutely awful. Yeah, it was not great. (laughs) That's putting it mildly. Well done. Yes. But before we get to that, I want to also mention that, and I haven't seen them yet on Windows 11, but apparently there are new Apple apps coming to Windows 11. Not Windows 10, but Windows 11. New Apple Music, Apple TV, and devices apps are coming to Windows. Now, I checked the store, and they're not, yet, they're not there yet. So I guess that's coming. Um, they did announce this, if you remember, at the Microsoft Surface event last year. Do you remember this? No. Okay. Uh, in fairness, that, that doesn't surprise me, because neither of the two of us can remember anything anymore. No. Well, we're at a certain age. It's fine. <laughs> well, of course, the thing they're getting rid of, really, is iTunes at Apple. So, you know, you can still get iTunes. You can still oh, go and download terrible. that. But I still don't yeah, understand it's, it's iTunes. Not, well, no one's using it anymore. And, and what you're using now is Apple Music and Apple TV. And last year, on the October 12th Surface event... Microsoft said that Apple Music, Apple TV would come to the Apple, uh, the Microsoft Store, I should say, as replacements for Windows alternatives that were just not up to par. Oh, there you go. Mm. wow, that's a Bit strong of a dick word. There, yeah. yeah. Uh, they are known. Uh, there's a third party app, or th- sorry, a third app, not a third party, a third app known as Apple Devices, which lets you control your Apple devices and manage them, and that is also going to be available to download as long as you're running. Windows 11. So it's saying you can go and download them now, but you have to be running Windows 11 version, oh, here we go, 22.62.1.0. Why is that, do you think? What, I mean, what is it about these apps that make it so dependent on the specific version? And, and even, why not Windows 10? This should know. be a standalone app. What, what's it relying on in the internals of Windows? That seems a little bit odd. Maybe it's like to do with the security. So the three apps are Apple Music, which is the replacement for iTunes. You can stream music, you can listen to podcasts as well from the Apple Music service. Of course, you have to be a paid subscriber to do that. Apple TV replaces the Apple TV web player. I never went near that. No. Um, you can watch Apple TV Plus, movies and more, but again, you must be a paid subscriber. And Apple Devices is a replacement for iTunes. And this is interesting. You manage your Apple devices, including your iPhone, your iPod, and your iPad and your iPod Touch. It's ah. still a thing. Lovely. Well, it's um, just for doing your backups, isn't it? If you want to do yeah. encrypted backups or you want to force a uh, recovery because you've got uh, some sort of problem. Yeah. Um, you can sync music, movies, TV shows, as well as update, backup, and restore your devices as well. If you download all three, you're no longer able to use iTunes. The only way to get iTunes back is to uninstall whichever of the three apps you downloaded. That's interesting. One actually wipes out the other. Um, also, all three Apple apps on Windows are previews, which means that not all features may work as expected. Oh, well, there you go. It's just like a regular Apple app then. <laughs> <Lovely>. <laughs> um, so that's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, what's coming. So yeah, there's a lot of apps out there at the minute. You've um, gone app crazy, Stephen. And there was another one I tried at the weekend because I'd read oh. a little bit about it. Is this the next one we said we weren't going to talk about? Okay. I don't want to talk about it, but I'm going to mention it. only. Because I don't want to demo it because I wasn't impressed <laughs> at all. So you might remember Chris last week mentioned on the show that um, she was having trouble. She'd got in touch with Ira, and it was at the time when everyone was calling Ira to ask, what am I going to be paying? And uh, as a result of that, she couldn't get through, and she was trying to find out the expiry date on something. And it got me thinking because I'd read about this app called Zazunka, or Zazanka, I think it might be. Um, Thank you. A bit old Kate Bush there. Is she dead now? 
No, she's not. I How thought she was dead. You? No. What am I thinking of? Oh, God no, bless I know you, Kate. It <laughs> no, I remember now. She Her song was featured in Stranger Things, Stranger wasn't it? Things. That was it. Yes. But oh, she's not is, dead. Is, is that the equivalent to being dead? <laughs> wow. Okay. I just, you know, that way sometimes you think, it's, it's just, yeah, you I heard her, her name in the news recently. You always go to the worst. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Exactly. <sighs> um, but anyway, so as a result Zazunka. of all yes. that, yeah, so I went off and tried it. Um, now, this app, it scans products for expiry dates. So if your product's got an expiry date on it, and usually they're written in some weird, horrible font, um, this thing's able to pick up on it, allegedly, and tell you what the expiry date is. Great so, idea. Yeah, I tried it. Uh, and the way it works is it's a little bit like the... What's the feature? What's the other one that used to do this? It was an app. Products in Seeing AI Barcode. Thank you. There we Where go. Where it goes beep, beep, beep when it's in the frame and the closer you get to being able to read it, it gets faster and faster. That's right. So you get this kind of beep, 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 beep as it's you know telling you the camera's active and it's seeking out the information. Like you say, once you get closer to it, you get the beep, 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 beep. And you've got to hold the phone steady, which Uh-oh. is difficult for someone with an essential tremor. Um, so I'm it's holding essential. the phone. It's not essential to me. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I'm holding the phone as, as you know, steady as I can with my other hand. I'm like, please don't move. And it just wouldn't do anything. I was getting nothing at all. So I decided to give up on that product and try something else. I tried it on a can of soup, and then I tried it on milk, and it didn't pick up on the milk at all. And as I was scanning the milk, I went, I said, right, okay, I've given up on the milk now, and I moved on to the next thing. And then the, the can of soup popped up, and it told me that the date was actually the 21st of the month, or 22nd of the month. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. But you know, it, so it, weird. Did, it did work. Problem is, though, it scans lots of images. And if you're scanning lots of images, I, I didn't go quite so far to know if you can rename them. But I was guessing the challenge is going to be knowing what's what. You'd have to do one at a time. Mm. If you scan after, scan after scan after scan, you'll kind of forget where you are. Um, but that's how you want to use it, right? You want to go through. Because as I, as I remember it. It, it it can give you reminders. So as you're putting your stuff away, you'd like to scan it yeah. and get a use-by date, and then you know, you know, you can just check the app and, and look through everything. Honestly, so you'd want the, to do it. Beep, the beep, time beep, beep. it took to get it all up and running, I could have called Be My Eyes, I could have called Ira, and I'd had it done. Um, yeah, it wasn't really worth the time I spent mm-hmm. on it. Now, if people may be getting different experiences of it. I don't know if it's a particular format because every Best Buy date seems to be different. That, yeah, maybe that's the problem. It can be faint and it can be, you yeah. know, if it's on a... Lighting. I actually yeah. forgot the light off as well. So I was like, I must have done oh, the light well, on. Oh, that could have been an issue. Well, yes. I, did, I, I did it again. I did it again with the light on and it didn't pick up on anything. Well, you know what? I've had the same thing with seeing AI and doing the um, product cat- uh, channel. Um, I was looking for a can of soup. We got lots of soup in the house. But I wanted my lentil soup, ovs. So I was taking Oof. each can out and I was spinning it around and it beep, 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 beep. And there's a few times where it just won't do it. It just beeps away, but it won't actually recognize the barcode. And there's other times where I just you know, literally just point the phone out and straight away it does it. So it's, it's a little bit inconsistent. Yeah, it's not ideal. It's not ideal. Mm. And this is half the problem. So it's the same thing with the... I'll be honest, I think seeing AI instant text, you know, that instant pickup of... of short text short is text, amazing. as they call it, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that is just incredible. I found that so useful when we were in Canada. If you remember, we were walking around that airport and uh, our lovely assistant, Jane, she was looking for, I guess, the, the baggage claim, whatever it was. and In between taking me to the toilet every two minutes. Yes. Every, every two minutes, yes. Yes. Um, and Hello, diabetes, I, my new friend. <laughs> my old friend. <laughs> but I was... I was holding my phone up with Seeing AI, and I, I just had baggage claim. And I was like, there it is. It's clearly that, was that cool. direction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as you mentioned as well, when you were coming out of the hospital, and it was exactly. reading the signs you know, that hang down from the ceiling. Very good. Yeah, I mean, it is very good for that. Just wish you could read arrows. Come on, Microsoft, pull your finger out. Um, <laughs> All right, way to make friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that is quite annoying, actually. It's like, exit. Okay, there's three ways to go. Yeah, which I feel way? like I'm in a game all of a sudden. It's like, do I go left and talk to the strange man with the big cloak <sighs> on, or do I? Yeah. Anyway, again, no. Right? It's it's a case of be my eyes or Ira. I mean, you know, they're, they're... Mm-hmm. but then again, you need that internet connection. I'm not sure you do with seeing AI in short text. I think you don't no, need you don't. an internet no. connection. So, yes. But the be my eyes thing. It's interesting, actually. We, we didn't mention this last week, but it is it has been on my mind. 
you know, there's a great opportunity here for Be My Eyes. I think Be My Eyes is going to win out on a lot of things here because a lot of people who can't afford IRA are probably already using Be My Eyes quite a lot. I mean, I must admit, I see so many tweets from people who've got calls from people using Be My Eyes and say, oh, I've just had my first call on Be My Eyes. I've just had my first call. Oh, really? Yeah, I see oh. a lot of that. And I think that's great. You know, so lots of people clearly using it. And yet I don't doubt for a second people use it. It's a brilliant service. And considering well, there's the fact millions that, to one, right? Well, well that's right. There's always someone there. Much. It's, it's so, so responsive to get a, an answer on it. And I've never had a, a bad experience from anyone I've no, ever spoken to on that. I've, I've, had a few, I've had a few volunteers who, you know, sometimes they're not particularly the greatest. Or they're yeah. in a rush, you can tell, you know. I just hang up and redial, you know, it's not a problem. No, exactly. But it does make you think, maybe, you know, could there be a second tier for Be My Eyes where they do have their own trained agents and you pay for mm. that? Again, we're coming on to the same problem that Ira's facing at the minute, though. So, but, um, yeah. but I just started that way. That's the difference. So this yeah. company are kind of building up slowly. You could you could very slowly ramp up to the point where Ira is today, and allow the customer base to come with you. I, I think there's true. an opportunity there. I mean, not to do down Ira, of course, but it's just that I think that there are clearly opportunities. I will say though, and this is something that Ira and is very keen to do, as we know, is focus on the corporate. Be my eyes is kind of doing that. Yes, that's just what I was going to get to, the specialist, specialised help. Yeah. I mean, maybe there could be some sort of way that could subsidise any, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, uh, Be My Eyes subs, uh, specialist help is really good. Oh, I mean, you know, with Microsoft on there, you know, I mean, you, you don't always get through, but when you do, you get fantastic help because they can see what's going on in your screen. It's They know all about Narrator and they know about JAWS and they know about... Yeah, the accessibility. I've had them connected to my computer, uh, two mm -hmm. computers connecting uh, and getting the network sorted between two laptops. I'm just sat back with the Be My Eyes app, and they're on my computers, you know, going away. It's it's fantastic. Google's on there. Um, who else is on there? I saw Sony are on there now. Sony? Wow. Sony, Sony, what, tomato, what tomato. I don't know. Maybe maybe you've got a Sony TV. Maybe you've yeah, got a Sony true. phone. Yeah, maybe you've got a Sony Walkman. What a stupid Walkman. question I asked. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. Maybe you can't get your cassette tape out of your Walkman and you need no, some help. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Who yeah. knows? It's really good. And of course, look, it's different in every country, right? What specialist help is there? So definitely check out yours and see what the organization... There's so many, you know, visually impaired or, or blind organizations there as well. Yeah, well, that's right. And and like you say, it's different per country. Um, I see a lot of names of, of organizations for blind people, say, in, I don't know, Louisiana or something. And you don't see that in your list because it's not relevant to your country. So you're not going to get that's it right. in that country. But obviously, you're in the States, you'll get that. Um, and, and likewise in Canada and the UK. But yeah, it's, it's a brilliant thing. And uh, I, I think a lot of companies are coming around to the idea of it. A lot of charities are doing it here in the UK. They're using it for technology support. Um, you know, a lot of organisations are realising the value because you can easily get hold of someone. And if the person on the other end can see what's going on, that is just, I mean, that's, that's the FaceTime call we all want. You know, someone who knows what they're talking about on the other end and they can see the problem. Absolutely. I wish my doctors had it. That'd be fantastic. I, I tell you, I, I, I've been looking into, just because of the state of this country, I've been looking into private healthcare just to see how much it costs. Ooh, it's absolutely terrifying. Da. No, it's terrifying, the costs. I saw um, an advert on TV for private health insurance. And it's same day, uh, doctor's appointment. I thought, you know what, I might actually look into that. <laughs> but, but you can get now, you can actually pay for digital GP services. So they will actually be available to you on a FaceTime or a Zoom or whatever equivalent kind of call. And, you know, it, that does appeal because that, I mean, for, for someone who, like myself, even getting to my doctor can oh, yeah. be a challenge. Absolutely. You're right. It's not I just mean, about getting the appointment, although that's like gold dust. But yeah, once you've got the appointment, you've got to get there on time. You, I mean, and you, we've all been through the hassle of when you go in, can you sign the book or can you use the touchscreen thing to log no, in? Okay. And think, oh, here we go. Yeah. So digital well, GP the, solves it. The technology is there. So why not use it, right? I mean, I just, you know, that way I kind of wish, I kind of wish technology, I mean, technology's really improved massively and it's, and it's in such a big way part of our lives. I kind of wish this, and I think in the States it's the case, it's certainly moving forward, but I wish in other countries it would move forward quickly because there are so many aspects to it. I remember 
when I was at CES in 2019 or 2020, I remember seeing or talking to this company. I think it was called IQ. I think that might be the name of it. Forgive me if I'm wrong. But it was a company that developed a piece of kit. It was like a almost like a a device that could be attached to an iPhone, and then you could go up to someone and you could look at their eye and scan their eye for you know do a proper eye test using an oh, iPhone. Yeah, they were using that in in countries like Africa and, that, and places That's which are right. hard to get to, remote places, and um, for things like cataracts and glaucoma detection. Yeah, that's right. You know, they could actually save people's sight using this kind of stuff because, you know, it was much easier than trying to get someone to an optician or trying to take all the equipment you would need with you. If you can just take an iPhone with you and this thing that just attaches on, almost like a, an extra lens. Yeah. And then you've got the app on there. I mean, that is just incredible. It even meant, in some cases, they were trying to develop it in such a way that the app itself could do it because the camera on an iPhone is so powerful now, as indeed all smartphones are, that actually, if you had the app, anybody with a smartphone anywhere in the world would be able to do these eye tests. Yeah. Oh, it's, and it's amazing. Not just it's pick up future. on eye. I mean, this is the whole thing about going for an eye test. It's not just about eyes. It's about, you know, other conditions, other problems. I, a friend of mine, very sadly, but and, and thankfully it's been resolved for him, but, you know, he, he, they found he had a tumour. And they only found it because of the eye test. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but obviously they can detect things in the exam that you can't do or, or you wouldn't maybe have seen otherwise. I just think yeah. it's incredible. And if you can save someone's life with just a smartphone in the field like that, incredible. And, you know, it goes further. I mean, I remember the demonstration of the woman who was uh, pregnant and the doctor was able to, with the Apple Watch, he was able to determine the heartbeat of the woman and the baby. No it, way. And, and actually was able to separate the two out. And he was doing that remotely. And you think... My mind is like blown at that. That was like three, four years ago I saw this. And that's what you want the technology to get to the point of. If the doctor was saying, let's do an ECG on you, he can, you can sit in your living room and he can see the ECG results in front of him. Yeah. You know, that's what you want. Well, yeah, uh, uh, like you say, the technology is here already. But the thing is, of course, it's all got to be, you know, it's got to go through tests and trials before yeah. it's authorised for use in different countries, different organisations. So, yeah, but um, yeah, it's exciting. It is. It's certainly getting there. But you're right, the accuracy is the key at the moment. And there's, I think there's a lot of scepticism in the medical community, uh, which is maybe holding it back. Um, there's this sense of it has to be a medical device. But, I, you know, it depends how... How you look at it, you know, it's, it's I, I don't know. I mean, I think we're we're getting there. We're certainly getting there. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. Look, let's take a short break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the uh, Bookshare app. Thomas Donville's here with a review of that. Speaking of books, I also want to share uh, some new voices that have been announced through the uh, Apple Books oh. program. We mentioned a couple of them. We mentioned Jackson and was it Maisie or something? Madison. Madison. Come on, now. I always forget her name. I don't know why. Uh, Jackson and Madison. We've heard those names already and we've heard their vo- those voices. I'll play them again for you so you can remind yourself of what they sound like. These are artificially intelligent voices, not human voices. We'll play them and we're also going to introduce you to some other voices for Apple Books that are coming out. Stick around. This is Double Tap. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. So you might remember, Sean, last week we were talking to Red Sale, of course, the host of My Life and Books here on AMI-audio and books, on podcast. Yes. It's Books! Books! Okay, yes. Now, you say it in the most ridiculous... Books. My life in books. 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 Are you weighing that word as you say it? Books! <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Yes, Mr. Sell, yes. <laughs> so Mr. Sell was on with us, and we were chatting to uh, him about audiobooks and getting his reaction to Thomas, uh, Thomas Donville's report, of course, Thomas coming up later, uh, to talk about Bookshare. But, you know, last week he was talking to us about the new Apple AI audiobooks so no. artificially intelligent audiobooks no. essentially no. i've got a problem with that now is is the term ai just being attached to everything like you know like it yes. used to be smart being attached to everything because these aren't like artificially intelligent voices right this is just basically a, a really good high quality tts 
Ooh, that's Wait, a difficult Where's the artificial one. intelligence come in? I mean, I'm guessing that the, the you know, in, intonation, I believe that's a word I learned from Red, intonation, um, is the artificially intelligent bit because it's checking what the punctuation is and maybe the context of the sentence to figure out how it should say a sentence, maybe. But well, okay, I'll tell TTSs? you. That's what I will saying. tell you because okay. I'm looking into this and Apple have got a full oh. page on this on their website specifically for authors who want to use this technology. Uh, they don't seem to do this themselves. They seem to have companies that will do this for them. So there's a company called, for example, Draft to Digital and there's one called Ingram Course Source. Catchy. Uh, these companies... Ingram Course Course. <laughs> yeah, Course Course. <laughs> I, I had that once. It was terrible. I'm sure um, I was a Russian gymnast. Anyway, yes? Well, we'll leave that one. Um, but yeah, so this technology, um, it, according to Apple, it says, Apple Books Digital Narration brings together advanced speech synthesis technology with important work by teams of linguists, quality control specialists, and audio engineers to produce high-quality audiobooks from an ebook file. Apple has long been on the forefront of innovative speech technology and has now adapted it for long-form reading, working alongside publishers, authors, and narrators. So it says that digitally narrated titles are a valuable complement to professionally narrated audiobooks and will help bring audio to as many books and as many people as possible. Apple Books remains committed to celebrating and showcasing the magic of human narration and will continue to grow the human narrated audiobook catalogue. But it is fair to say, and Red picked this up last week, and we've said this ourselves, there are always going to be books that will just never be published in audio at all, in, you know, with the costs of human narration. Yep. And that's where this can really be beneficial. So we mentioned last week Madison for one voice. This is what she sounds like. Movement in the greenhouse drew his eye and a woman emerged. At first, he wasn't sure. The woman was about the right age, but there was something different about her, about the way she carried herself. The bright aura that had always surrounded Allison was missing from this woman. And yet, there was something achingly familiar about her. The woman raised a hand as though to wave at him. Or was that wishful thinking? She nope. fussed with her hair, then shaded her eyes and looked directly at him. And then he knew. This was Allison. So that's Madison's voice. And that's a digital voice. Okay. So um, that's from my book there. There's a lot of romantic books for some reason in this category. I don't know why. I don't that's know why. very good. But okay. Sounded very human, yes. You think so? You like it? You I, I, like thought it? it was, I thought it was slightly truncated in places. It was almost too silent at the end of the sentence. But I'm being hypercritical. Do you know who she sounds like good. to me? She sounds like yeah. Meghan Markle to me. Oh, if you If okay. you listen to Meghan Markle's podcast, that have voice is very similar. Oh, well, perhaps that's who it's based on. Okay. I, I like Meghan Markle's voice. I know, I know, I know you, these right. days it's not popular to like Meghan Markle for whatever reason. I, 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 I don't know about the woman. God I bless like her you, voice. Meghan Markle. I love, I love her voice. Um, Jackson is another digital voice. We mentioned this one uh, last week. This is him reading one of the books. I looked up to find a wall of trees had materialized ahead of us. I hadn't noticed because I'd been staring at my feet. I couldn't believe the fields actually had an end. It was further away than I would have liked, but at least I now had something tangible to run toward. I told myself I could make it. And I did. Barely. As soon as I ran into the forest, I collapsed onto the ground. It was soft and dry, and the relief from the sun was amazing. I lay there listening to my own breathing and feeling my chest move up and down, up and down. I closed my eyes and felt the cool stillness all around me. Now look, I know you might think to yourself, okay, you can tell to some degree that is, a, a, you know, not a real voice, but I thought that was fantastic. It's, it's so close. It's yeah, almost that, terrifying. Now look, there's a lot of work that goes in to make it sound like yes. that. And you know, the way that he talks at the end of that sentence, I imagine there's a lot of work that goes into making that happen. He's, you know, this is not a speak all thing. You know, that's not going to no. work in this case. It wouldn't sound like that. And that's why these don't sound like your traditional TTS voices. Well, that sounded a lot better than the female voice. Not, not a lot better, but mm. the end of the sentences didn't seem like they were truncated at all there. They sounded really natural. It was really good. Well, there's two other ones that we didn't uh, hear from uh, last week, and uh, these are also digital voices. Helena is one. On nights with a new moon, 
we would walk to the end of the beach to find our favorite constellation, the Pleiades. I know Bill carried within him deep currents of spiritual yearning that he found easiest to express through the beauty he saw in all places, wild. I have always believed in God and angels, in reincarnation, and life after death. Raised in the Episcopal tradition, I search for answers to my yearning to understand what might lie beyond this life on earth. Hmm. So that's Helena. Amazing again. I, I that was on the same level as Jackson to me. Much better than Madison. That was really good. I wasn't sure if you'd like that one or not. I, I think she sounds more robotic than the others and to me. Right. Maybe okay. it's just the way I'm hearing it. But it's a personal I, thing, obviously. But also I can kind of see what they're doing here. They're trying to get different voices to represent different people, different experiences, and it is incredible how they do this. Uh, Mitchell is the final voice. I do know that there is an extraordinary sense here of caring and sharing, and that the sharing includes a willingness to join in exercising crucial responsibility. This is enough for me. As the years add up, I find increasing good sense in falling back, when cold reason doesn't take me all the way I want to go, on faith. I am reasonably confident, at least in my heart, that in this enthralling valley, where the human purpose remains cradled in nature's special kindness, the future will continue to be a good idea. Mm. Angry, angry, angry young man. Um, that was slightly <laughs> scary, I thought, but again, excellent quality. Yeah. I could listen to books with those voices. I, I would quite happily listen to a book with that. Well, it's like, like we made uh, the point we made when Red was on in that episode. We were saying, uh, yes, I, I get that, but you try listening after a few hours, then get back to me and let's mm. see then. But I um, feel that with any voice, don't you? I mean, if, if a voice is irritating to you, it's yes. going to be irritating to you, but irrespective of whether it's you. The, the, the point here is how real does it sound? How, you know, if that was, if that was eloquence reading it, you know, you'd be sick of it after the first page. Yeah, yeah, but it's the, it's the variation, you see. You can yeah. always pick up, after a while, you can say, okay, I've heard that exact same delivery the cadence before. The, and yeah. yeah, the cadence and everything like that. And, and and you start to pick up on that, and it starts to take you out of the actual story. So, But I don't know, how clever is it? Really interesting, though, and, and really impressive. Yeah, and, and maybe you're right. Maybe AI is the wrong way to look at this. It's not AI. It's actually, you know, it's engineered, artificially engineered. It's AE. That's what it is. Oh, well done. Okay. It's created a new acronym for you. You tell Apple immediately. Get yeah. on to them. Get it fixed. Get a finger out. Come on. <laughs> got Microsoft working hard. Got Apple working hard. Uh, we haven't mentioned any Google. Just pull your finger out, Google, as well. Uh, and you, right. Amazon, at the back. We're watching yeah, you. Yeah, come on. We're watching all of you. Uh, right, let's uh, move on because I want to mention the, the Bookshare app, of course, which came out last week. Thomas Donville has reviewed it for us. Hey there. I thought I'd do a sneak peek of the new Bookshare reader app that is available in your Apple App Store. My understanding is also available in Google Store as well. Unfortunately, at this time, it's, its initial release is just for the United States, and my understanding, it will be coming to other countries later. So, obviously, I will be doing much more comprehensive, in-depth coverage of the Bookshare Reader in coming days, so be on the check for that. I just thought I'd take a look at this, give you a quick glance at it, and what you can expect in this. Bookshare Reader. So double let's get going here. One finger double tap, open up. Bookshare reader. So the first thing you're going to notice is there's tabs. There's two tabs at the bottom, two tabs at the top. The two tabs at the bottom, bottom left. Selected. My library. Is your library. So that is what you're going to find, your library uh, books and all the things you've downloaded. And then bottom right. Profile. Tab. Is your profile where you can add and change your profiles as you see fit. And at the top left. Recent books. Tab. Is two options. Recent books. And then top right. Selected. Downloads. It's a download. So any recent books you have read in the past will show up in the recent. And the download books you're currently reading are in the download area. At the very tippy top top is the search for a great book. Search text book. Field. 
And double you can, tap to edit. You can only search for books at this time. So I like to look for authors and I'm not able to do that. So, but for initial release, it is doable. I like it. You know, the interface is pretty simple and straightforward, way better than what they had before. Um, just kind of show you what the books look like. If I go to the books here, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone by J.K. Rowling. Press to read. So I just downloaded this book. And just for you to listen, there are quite a bit of voiceover stuff that are missing. And so I'm kind of shocked that they didn't include a lot of these things. For one, there's no action, so I don't, can't swipe up and down. Yes, it's accessible, but all the little things that we have come to love and take for granted are not here. So I'll show you another option. Double tap that to open up books. Return to library button. And if you do a two-finger scrub... It doesn't do anything. Kind of show you what it looks like here. So you can go back, top left, top right. Settings. Yes, your settings. That is a very comprehensive set of settings. Very rich. There's tons of stuff you can change. Lots of great things in there. And obviously in the center of the screen. The letters from no one. Heading level two. Is the chapter area where you can see and read each of the lines if you want to use a braille display or by swiping to the right. Capti. He escape of the Brazilian boa constrictor earned Harry his longest ever punishment. By the time Harry was glad school was over. So you can, those usual suspect are there. Bottom left. Navigate through the book. It's a navigation where you can go to chapters in the bottom middle. Play. Button. It's a play. So double tap that to listen to your book. Tiki escape of the Brazilian boa constrictor earned Harry his longest ever punishment. By the time he was allowed out of his cupboard again, the summer holidays had started and Dudley had already broken his new video play. And you can make so many different settings to the voice and such, which is great. He does use the in-built um, iOS. That was Zoe Enhanced, as you heard there. And so at a glance and playing with it, it is really good. Very simple. And my gosh, it's free for anybody that has a subscription to Bookshare. The other thing I noticed it doesn't work is magic tap. My goodness, you would think that'd be in there. No, if you do a magic tap, it doesn't do anything. It just turns on whatever media you have in the background, so it doesn't pause. So, like I said, there's a lot of voiceover little things like that. I, I was really expecting to be in this and not, but otherwise, it is extremely accessible. Uh, as being a Bookshare user myself, I have always used VDR or Voice Dream Reader, and Voice Dream Reader will always be the best because it includes so many different features and so many things you can do with it. And this is exclusively just for Bookshare subscribers. Um, for being free, I think this is a go-to. I really like this a lot. And I am curious for those Bookshare subscribers out there, what do you think of the new Bookshare Reader? Leave a post. I am curious what you think, and I want to hear from you. Well, thank you, Thomas. I really appreciate you uh, going through that for us. That is really helpful to get a sense of what that new Bookshare app is and also get a sense of some of the concerns people had around it as well. Um, I think a pretty fair review there. What concerns? I mean, that was a glowing review, right? Yeah. I, I, there was a, a few, um, you know, the, the magic tap and a couple of other missing things, the scrub, two-finger scrub. But, I mean, as he said, it's the go-to app. What, what concerns have people got? Well, I think those were the concerns, to be honest. Oh, uh, but, you know, no, I mean, I'm, you could say that's nitpicky, but, you know, at the same time, there's certain things you might have expected. No, 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 I'm going to say it's nitpicky, Stephen Scott. Okay, that's, that's exactly what I'm going to say. Thank you, Thomas. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, you got, uh, as he said, the voice stream reader is uh, very popular as well. Um, yeah, very good. So I mentioned it. It is only US at the moment. It is coming to other countries, as Thomas says. Uh, so just be aware of that. It will not be on every app store yet, but it is coming. Uh, I want to get to a couple of emails before we go. And uh, just quickly to mention from Michael Babcock, you'll mention, you remember last week we had the review from Michael on the, um, what was it called? <laughs> the Mini Vision 2. Mini Vision 2. Yeah, sorry. I was, trying to get I was my notes thinking there. as well. Hard um, memories this episode. I know. Uh, <laughs> Mini Vision 2. So price, you were asking about price. Yes. Uh, US dollars. I uh, don't know what the, the Canadian conversion is, uh, but it is 349 US dollars. That's not as much as I thought it was going to be, to be perfectly honest. I thought it might be more than that. Well, that's on a par with the Blind Shell Classic too, isn't it? I think it's a bit more than that. Blind Shell okay. Classic. But right. It was around 500, I think, thereabouts. But, oh, wow. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, you know, equally, it's it's not the same device. There are differences in it. There's, there's different course. things you can do, but yep. it's not a bad price for what it is. So yep. yeah, go back and check last week's episode for the Mini Vision Two review if you missed it, or of course check out Michael Babcock's own podcast, Unmute Presents. And don't forget uh, Thomas Donville, of course. You can search for him online and follow him and uh, check out his podcast and all of the work he does as well. Search for him online. He is Anonymous across social media. Now, we've got a lot of emails in, and we've got a response in, if you remember, we talked about Braille last week, and we had an email come in asking the question, quite frankly, you know, is Braille something that can last long term? Is it something that has got much life left in it, considering the cost associated? I mean, it's been an ongoing conversation for years, but, you know, it's, it's a fair question. You know, if you're Starting out with Braille today, you know, is it, it's almost like the question is, is it worth it? And I've debated this myself so many times. Is it worth it considering the alternative technologies at the price, you know? It's worth it. I think uh, some of the issues that they brought up, though, was, you know, the cost involved in in producing textbooks into Braille and the cost of um, graphical Braille tablets and things like that for educational purposes. Are are the costs actually at such a point that people just can't afford them or organisations can't afford them? Yeah, well, we've uh, been getting more response on that. And uh, let me find this one. This is from uh, Mary Ellen, who says, well, as for the high cost of Braille displays. Here in the US, the National Library Service, which provides material for blind and visually impaired people, are starting to loan out uh, a roll out a loan program for Braille displays. I forgot about this, the NLS e-reader. Um, she says they have been doing audiobooks on different media as the technology has progressed. They started out with 16-track cassettes, then CDs, <laughs> then microcassettes, uh, that could also use a flash drive for downloading files. But you were loaned a player to play these mediums. Not every state has it out yet, including mine. Come on, New York, says Mary, Mary Ellen. Uh, my name is on the waiting list, though. Uh, you think that uh, you think New York would be on the, the case with that, right? But New York, New York, yeah. yeah. But no, apparently not. But that's an interesting point. Uh, the NLS e-reader service in the States is great. And there are equivalents. There used to be, anyway, there used to be equivalents here in the UK. Um with daisy players you used to be able to get loans of daisy players yeah but again when it comes to the cost doesn't that make it restrictive how many braille displays can they have to loan out just simply because of the cost of them yeah but if you're buying it in the state level you know at least the money's there to pay for it you know you can how many do you (laughs) need well i don't know exactly how many how many you know subscribers of the service is there and how many would want one each if it was i yeah i don't know but look as we mentioned before about the you know, likes of the Orbit Reader, etc. Hopefully the prices will be coming down. I also want to mention, uh, someone at the weekend asked me, well, you know, I haven't mentioned Twitter. There are a lot of issues with Twitter at the moment. Uh, third-party applications aren't working. The reason I didn't mention it on Friday's show, or Saturday's show, actually, is because I think it's one of those things, I have a, I had this horrible feeling that as soon as we talk about it, it'll just fix itself. Yeah, um, but I don't know. The problem does still seem to be continuing. There are apps out there like Tweetbot and Twitterific. Twitterific's the one that a lot of blind people use. They are just not working now. I did hear that um, Spring for Twitter and also uh, Tweezcake on the Windows Tweezcake, side. Yeah, uh, they're fine so far. So mm-hmm. nobody really knows what's going on here. Elon Musk, although he is tweeting about everything else, he's not tweeting about this. It's almost so, like he's selectively. Yeah, it's almost like cutting things. He's out. not talking about it deliberately. It's yeah, just I know. almost it's like that. People, I, I heard a couple of weeks ago about TweetDeck was having issues, although it's still working. But there were some issues there as well. So I don't know. Is there something going on with the API? Is it suddenly going to cost money to connect third-party mm. apps? Who knows. Yeah, it doesn't seem that they're all going. I mean, Buffer still works and, and other ones like that. So, I mean, I, th- I think there's certainly ones that are going and working fine. It could be the ones that Elon's can... using still work. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, it does seem a bit weird what's going on, but I think it's something we'll watch with interest. If there's a you know an overall um, opinion that third-party apps should go, then I, I think a lot of us who use Twitter, that, that might be the straw that, that breaks the camel's back because for a lot of us, it's the only way we can really truly accessibly use Twitter. And if that option goes away, then it's not about the principles of the app or who owns it or 
It's just I can't access it. Now we got no choice. Yeah. You can't use it. And, yeah. and it's it's no good me talking to a group of people who aren't there. Um and you know, this is the thing. I mean, it's it's interesting because I was reading an article about the Mastodon thing, and despite the fact that you know millions of people made the move to Mastodon, it does just doesn't seem to have cottoned on. Um and well, I, don't know what, I don't know why it, that is. It seems, well, it, it, remind- also, it seems very quiet in Mastodon circles. <laughs> okay, they're all just on there talking, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, it reminds me very much of the, the you know, the, the WhatsApp uh, privacy issue when it was announced that WhatsApp business users, were that, that their data was going to be used. And everyone went to Telegram. Way. Everyone went to Telegram. and Signal. Yeah. And it sort of just eased off and everyone came back again. I think that's what will happen with Twitter. I really do, because I think that it ultimately is the... The kind of social, I mean, take all the Elon Musk nonsense out of it. It's the kind of place, clearly, that works because it allows you to talk to everybody. You don't, you're not talking to a group of people or, you know, a select group or, and, you know, this, this kind of bastardon thing of, you know, little mini musks all over the place deciding what is good, what is bad. I just, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not done with that. You know, it's, it's, it's suddenly you're kicked out, and I've, I've heard reports of this already. People saying I was kicked out of a Mastodon server because someone didn't like what I said. And, and in so, that case, what's the difference between that and Twitter? Exactly. You know, but then the yeah. difference is the rules are not applied in any way. It's just just random people just making decisions. Well, so thank God for truth. So sure, that's all I say. Exactly. That's at least that's there. <laughs> at least somewhere the truth is getting out. <laughs> Is that I'm, still going? I, I I I don't know. Is it accessible? I haven't actually tried oh, it. I've, I've never gone near it to try it. I, I'm okay. sure someone. Listen, you know, we're not. There's no politics here. You know, you can if, go try it out, and we're interested in the accessibility first and foremost. But how many people want to read that garbage? I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm sorry. Is that political? <laughs> um, <laughs> Sounded a little bit. Anyway, carry on. Anyway, that is it for today. Um, we have got lots what? more to talk. About. I know we're out of time. That's never it. That's no that's way. Us. We're done. That flew. Yeah. I must have been having fun. I think we both enjoyed ourselves today. That was a really good one with lots of interesting stuff in there. And uh, yeah, I'd be interested in your thoughts on on the audiobooks, on Braille. That's a conversation I want to continue here on the show, and lots more besides. Got a great uh, email that I'm holding back. We'll, we'll feature it tomorrow um, because uh, it's asking essentially what is the EU up to. And oh. it's a really interesting email about the impact that the European Union is having on tech companies. So we'll get into that. It's a great email from one of our listeners. We'll get into that tomorrow. Keep your feedback coming. Feedback at doubletaponair.com. You can also find us across social media at Double Tap On Air. We're on YouTube as well. You'll catch clips of Double Tap TV. And of course, you can always call the listener line, one 803 4567 Sean, catch you tomorrow. Thank you. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Juita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.